Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Straight from your waking nightmare, it's the Morning After podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, the Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With a large selection of cars, SUVs, crossovers, and trucks, and payments as low as $250 a month, Rob and his crew have exactly what you need. And with one of Idaho's largest Subaru service centers, Rob and his crew have got you taken care of with express oil changes in under 45 minutes guaranteed, or it's free. And now, Nick and Big J. Well, here we are, everybody. Welcome to the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Monday, the 18th day of July, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Boy, you are pumped up today, pal. I'm trying to stay awake. What happened? I woke up at 3 a.m. Oh, no. And uh, I was like, guess I'll get up. Oh, there was one of those, like, you know you're not going yeah, back to bed? Yeah, it's boom. the worst feeling in Wide the world, Wide awake, man. 3 a.m. sharp. Yeah, when you're, like, an hour early on your alarm and you know there's just no going back or you wonder, you know, is it worth it? And then that thought gets in your head and forget about it. Forget yeah. About it. Thought, well, I, you know what? I'll get a good start in the week and kick some ass. So you came in early? Is that what happened? Yeah. Uh, so you're going to be out of juice by, like, 620? Right. Yeah, actually, right now. I just my big yawn just happened. You so. can hear you can hear the energy drain. You're Good absolutely luck. right. Good luck with the show this morning. <laughs> uh, well, we're gonna try to log jam as much as we can then in the early part of things. Like an opportunity for you to go to a couple of concerts. We got a bearded badass on the agenda for today, and of course, we also will have some more fun and excitement as we try to kick this week right between the legs to get things started. We should do so with a little rage against the machine. They will kick things off this morning here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. It's the X-Rocks. The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Those of you over the weekend may have noticed some pretty significant smoke south of the Boise Airport. That is because we did, in fact, have a pretty significant wildfire. That happened over the weekend, started very early on Friday morning, went all the way through Saturday. It was around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, finally, when the Bureau of Land Management said that it was a wildfire that was now officially contained and under control, but still burned about 2,000 acres of land uh, as of Saturday morning. Uh, It was nice to see everybody around the Treasure Valley kind of rally together. Fire departments from Boise, Meridian, CUNA, Eagle... Uh, all assisted the Bureau of Land Management in stopping the fire from spreading because it was one of some of those concerns where it was like, hey, man, this is kind of close to the airport. That's never good. You know, even if it messes around with visibility, it's not good. Uh, so crews secured the perimeter throughout the night and then contained the fire around uh, midnight officially on Sunday. So they kept an eye on hot spots all over the weekend and finally they were able to let it go. So uh, they're still trying to figure out what the actual source of the fire was. But do know that, you know, things are really dry right about now. So it is important that we all keep extra precaution when you're out camping or you're out doing something or you found a spot that you usually go to for shooting or for, you know, bonfires. All these things you need to be cognizant of and make sure you're taken care of so that things don't get out of control very, very quickly. Cameron Smith won the British Open officially on Sunday. That's his first major victory. uh, Best closing round ever at the old course of St. Andrews in Scotland. He was four shots behind at the start, but then ended up with the final round, uh, eight under 64 to finish 20 under for the tournament. Damn. And that's pretty impressive. Uh, Cameron Young finished in second, so a couple of Camerons were 1-2. 
And then Rory McIlroy uh, was in third. You know how long it's been since Rory McIlroy's won a major, Big J? It's a while. Yeah, but he, he still feels young. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he still feels to me like a young golfer. It's not like he's one of those veterans. I think that's because he was so young when he started winning. He was. Uh, but it's been eight years since Rory uh, put himself in the winner's circle in a major. But nice to see him in the running once again. Uh, it's that really, really quiet time in the sports landscape. It is all-star uh, kind of extended weekend, if you will. Uh, tonight is the Home Run Derby in Los Angeles. All the stars will be out. That's what we like uh, more than anything else. And so they'll be taking part in a Home Run Derby that doesn't feature a lot of names, if you will, Big J. Other than Pete Alonso, that's looking for Pete Alonso? his third straight Home Run Derby. He's won the last two. No Big J doesn't know who he is, is, but he does play for the Does he use steroids? Uh, I must. don't know. He must if he's in the, the Home Run Derby. But nobody's ever won the Derby three straight times, so he'll try to do that. And then, of course, uh, Albert Pujols is also in it, kind of like his curtain call. Uh, but pretty much it's... I mean, Corey Seager, I'm sure if you're a casual fan, you may be familiar with. Ronald Acuna Jr. maybe is the name. But it's not like it's a star-studded home run derby, only because what they've discovered is, and it's said time and time again, home run derby messes up your swing. And it gets in your head, and when you're swinging for the yard every single time, that's one of those things that starts to sneak in, and it messes you up as you go back to regular baseball, if you will. So that's why the big dogs don't play in it much anymore. Thor Love and Thunder, once again, the number one movie at the box office, 46 million. Minions came in at number two, 26 million. Where the Crawdads Sing, three with 17 million. Top Gun Maverick, four with 12 million. Elvis coming in at number five, $7.6 million. So uh, it was okay, but uh, Marvel kind of thought they'd have a better second weekend. They were hoping they would get somewhere from 68 to 70, but... Uh, Thor only pulled in 46 million. We say only because it is a 68% drop, which is one of the biggest in Marvel's side. Uh, of course, Deadline speculates it's because it's got one of the lowest uh, audience scores. Uh, the audience didn't like Thor or Love and Thunder that much. Yeah, they're idiots. Uh, it comes in at a B minus, which is about what I gave it. Um, but uh, most Marvel movies score a little bit higher than that in the world. So they're thinking maybe word of mouth. But the other side to that is, like, I mean... It's not like Marvel movies are in the theater that long anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, unless you're really motivated. Like, I was surprised how quickly Multiverse of Madness is on Disney+. Plus. Not that, I mean, they yeah. made a ton of money still. And in this, listen, it's not like Thor's hurting by any stretch yeah, of imagination. Yeah, it's made 700 mil, million. I mean, that's the, the, see, that's the thing. They're greedy. I yes. mean, listen, years ago, 700 million worldwide, that was great. But also, they have so much stuff on the uh, calendar that they're like, all right, well, we got to get to the next thing. And they're not wrong. You know, when you've got five, six, seven projects going on a year, you're going to get about three weeks of, of alone time before you're talking about the next thing. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And that's how the Marvel Cinematic Universe tied in with the Disney Plus TV universe has just made itself. So that's, but the movie is very different and weird, so I get it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, uh, it's not your average Marvel fare. It's a little bit lighter, and some people like that, and some people don't. But uh, it certainly is doing just fine. That's all I wanted to say. Bye. That's the Foo Fighters all my life here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, I consider you an internet expert. You're on the internet more than anybody I know. What? Uh, how well-versed are you in the world of cybersecurity? I.e., do you feel like you keep your computers and your stuff pretty safe on a semi-consistent basis? No. You don't? No, not at all. Okay, how come? Has it had some issues? No, I've had no issues. 
Then why do you feel that way? Uh, I don't see. That's just the thing. Do I need to worry about it? So far, no. I mean, we have some virus protection and stuff from here at work. I don't worry about it too much. And you just make smart decisions when you're doing things and have uh, a you know a strong password. Yes, that certainly is something. But also, uh, the, what the the, asset, the basic idea is, uh, United States adults particularly, people that live in the U.S. over the age of 18, really don't know how prevalent malware and issues with websites that you visit actually are. Because, you know, that, that weird pop-up that you used to have every time you went somewhere, it doesn't really exist anymore in the current edition of cybersecurity that's on most computers. So basically, you really don't know how many times it's blocked crap from happening to your computer unless you run one of those scans that will happily tell you. But uh, for the most part, cybersecurity does a pretty good job uh, in general. But still, just because we are who we are and we do what we do, uh, we stumble upon a suspicious online site or a social media account about seven times a day, no matter who you are. The average person in the U.S. just stumbles upon those things. Either you click an ad that shows up in your social media thing, either on purpose or on accident, that takes you someplace where... I mean, we've all clicked on those things where you go, no, this isn't this isn't a good idea. I know this is as far as this click should go because this website looks like it's going to put I'm something on my I'm just going to go computer. right here. That's it. I'm not going to sign up for anything. <laughs> right. So you know the sometimes where you go places, you're like, I don't want to click that rabbit hole. It's bad, bad news. But also, there are certain accounts that can do this kind of stuff on social media that can become suspicious. That if you interact with them, next thing you know, they're all over the place. Uh, more than half of us, 54%, are unaware the, between the difference between active and passive cybersecurity threats. Do you know, Big J? No. Uh, passive cybersecurity threats attack your devices without you even taking an action. So it's one of those deals where like a virus is spread through a particular code kind of a thing, usually in a workplace environment. Whereas, you know, active cybersecurity threats are you clicking on something that makes it happen. Yeah. Sometimes things just happen to you via no fault of your own. You just happen to be on your work network at the time that caused the problem. So just as with everything, as we say around here, Big J, head on a swivel. When it comes to being online, make sure you're not adding some more issues to your computer via cybersecurity and cyber threats than you need to. Morning after with Naked Big J, we will bring somebody into the Bearded Badass Hall of Fame next on the X Rocks. McGraw Beard. Presented by The Beardsmith on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And get yourself some uh, man pampering uh, done there at The Beardsmith. I got a straight razor shave there last week, and it's just great, man. Uh, you can see any of the fine folks there at The Beardsmith. Uh, go to thebeardsmith.com. You can get your appointments made that way as well. And there's two locations, Caldwell and in Garden City. Now, Nick, one might call it terribly ironic that today's Bearded Badass is most notably known for a role on television where he didn't have a beard, but many of his roles following his portrayal of Jim Harp, Harp Jim on The Office, John Krasinski, has been rocking a pretty <laughs> awesome beard. That was like a porky pig moment. You just yep. decided to skip over the word. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, like most bearded badasses, there's always more to the story than just a beard, though. Uh, he found his love of acting early, and he earned the role of Daddy Warbucks in a sixth-grade version of Annie. He continued that craft in high school where he and his best buddy and future office castmate B.J. Novak would write and direct plays for one another. And after graduating high school, before going to college, he took a year off and went to Costa Rica to t teach English, where he then did the most bearded badass thing ever and saved a woman's life. 
She had been caught in a riptide off of a beach and was drowning. Krasinski jumped in and rescued her. He stayed only six months, though, returned to the States and began studying English at Brown University while at the same time uh, joining a sketch comedy troupe called Out of Bounds. During his senior year, he landed an internship writing for the late night show with Conan O'Brien. And after graduating, he moved to New York to chase after his dreams full time. Now, in 2004, he landed that role on NBC's hit The Office. Not only did he star in the series, he began directing a few episodes, which really set him up for later in his career as he went from role to to roll, he began producing more and directing here and there, and he created his own production company called Sunday Night Productions. In 2017, he co-wrote, directed, and starred in A Quiet Place, which co-starred his wife Emily Blunt, followed up with a stint on Amazon Prime, stepping into the world of Tom Clancy by starring as Jack Ryan in the TV series. Now, during the pandemic, Krasinski created a web series called Some Good News, which aimed to bring positive stories to light. And at the same time, he created some good merch, which he turned into a charity to help those affected by the pandemic. And one might say he hasn't even reached the prime of his career with his acting, producing, writing, and directing skills. We'll be seeing way more of John Krasinski here on out as he is hard at work on the third Quiet Place film. And of course, that really great cameo in Multiverse of Madness. What will it all mean? Who knows? Either way, John Krasinski is a bearded badass. Yeah, if you believe the casting rumors, it doesn't mean anything. But uh, I enjoyed seeing him as uh, Reed Richards. <laughs> and even if it's for a grand total of three minutes, um, that's that's about all we're going to get. But uh, I certainly am a fan of his work, both The Office and uh, his directorial stuff. Uh, I did not enjoy the Jack Ryan series, but I don't think that's his fault. Uh, I'm pretty sure he uh, did everything that he could. You didn't like it that much either. You I haven't into watched it, right? it. Did you even try? I haven't even tried it. How come? You don't like Jim for some reason. <sighs> no, I, I like Because you don't watch A Quiet Place either. No, I thought he was great in 13 Hours. Uh, I, I, it's, not, I, 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 it's not him for sure. Uh, why I haven't touched the Jack Ryan series, I'm not really sure. I just, you know, sometimes on a current affairs, I just don't get interested in stuff. So... Maybe one of these days I'll check it out. Perhaps. I wouldn't hold our breath. But still, it is uh, nice to welcome him into the halls. That's for sure. Congratulations. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Looks like we ain't the only ones. Told you last week about how for the first time in a very long time, the price for a house, the median price in Ada County dropped for the month of June of this year, which is pretty impressive. Well, the numbers are in from across the country, and we're not the only ones that saw that. Denver, Salt Lake, Sacramento, Seattle, Portland, most of the major cities across the western part of the United States saw a pretty good percentage of homes experiencing a price drop as well. All of these were markets that were considered pretty ridiculously high when it came to purchasing homes in the last couple of years. Uh, They do caution, just as we did last week, to let you know that it's not like they're dropping through the roof. Do you know what I'm saying? They're not like falling out of the sky and it's a complete mess. But it is one of those situations where it actually should cost you a little bit less now to purchase a home if you're looking. That's not to say that a crash is coming or any kind of crash even exists, but it's one of those deals where it's not just a Boise thing. So there's that. So maybe it is an actual kind of like market correction, if you will. Nothing drastic, but something that seems to be happening across the Western United States. So maybe it's time to start looking again if you've been kicking around finding a place to live. Maybe this means rent prices will get more reasonable. They never lower rent prices, do they, Big J? 
I don't never think, happens, yeah, does I don't, it? I don't think, well, here's the thing. In some cases, they can't because they ended up buying at a high rate. And that's what it costs for them to pay for the, the home. You know what I mean? Right. But even it's if that's some, not the case, it's not like prices right. ever go down. Once they're set, they pretty much are set. Like, nobody ever posts on social media, you're not going to believe this, but they're taking $300 a month off my rent because the market has corrected itself. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Chris Sale has had a rough go of things this season. He was just coming back from fractured ribs, and in his second game back in the first inning against the Yankees, he took a pitch off of his pitching hand from a line drive from um, from a Aaron Hicks on Sunday, and it ended up breaking his pinky finger. So he's going to be out at least another four to six weeks as they figure that out. Uh, he knew immediately it was bad news. And if you saw the footage, Big J, picky fingers aren't supposed to look like that. So you know it probably didn't feel all that great either. So he's going to be out another four to six for the Red Sox, who are, listen, everybody's chased the Yankees at this point. Portland Trailblazers beat the Knicks 85-77 yesterday. That means they are your NBA Summer League champions. Brandon Williams had 22 points, and Trenton Wofford had 19 and 7 rebounds. Uh, Quentin Grimes led the Knicks with 19 points, but not enough to give them the victory. So it is Portland that ends up winning the Summer League. Not that anybody cares, but it's always nice to see the young guys in action from here and there. You called it when we left on Friday. You said you wouldn't be surprised. If Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez got married over the weekend, sure enough, they did. did I, I didn't say that. They did I say are that? officially husband and wife. TMZ reported that they did one of those drive through Vegas weddings, and it is official. Jennifer Lopez announced the news on her newsletter. That's how you know things Man, are out of control, the everybody. newsletter, the Jennifer Lopez newsletter. Nobody should have their own celebrity newsletter. It's just... It's too much. But that way you control the narrative, I suppose. And she was able to officially announce that she is married and even sign the newsletter, Mrs. <laughs> Jennifer Lynn Affleck. That's a, that's a great new segment idea, Nick. Uh, 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 predictions for the weekend. <laughs> no, I don't think we would Come do on. very good with it. Uh, I feel no, like... but then we just go and we completely replace it when Monday happens. <laughs> oh, like, just pretend like we called yeah, our yeah. shots. Yeah. Be one of those stupid morning shows. Well, now that we podcast everything, I'm not sure we can get away with that. Morning after cares. with Nick and Big J. According to our numbers, people actually do care about the oh. podcast, Big J. Hell, you worthless maggot. The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Rocks. To Florida we go for today's We're Going to Hell story. And Big J, is there ever a scenario in the history of time since the adventation, at least, of, uh, of video cameras or videos on your phone where the line, don't you know who I am, has ever turned out positive for somebody? Positive? Right. I mean, maybe. Uh, yeah, mo- if it has happened, it certainly hasn't gone on record as working, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everybody's like, okay, you're right. I know. Okay, let's pass. Right. But in the Thou world of uh, everybody's got a camera on them at all times, and anytime somebody of any kind of importance gets into trouble with the law and they try to pull out or not get into somewhere and they say, don't you know what I've done? And don't you get it? Don't you understand how powerful I am? Usually that just ends up backfiring, and that's where we find ourselves in the situation. A a Florida county commissioner is getting into trouble because he spent a lot of camera time lately. Uh, Unfortunately for him, it's on a police officer's body cam. But Joe Mullins is a Florida, a Flagler county commissioner. And in the last week, specifically the last three days, he's been pulled over twice for speeding. 
Once he was driving in his brand new Ferrari, again he was driving in his Mercedes SUV. On both occasions, he was recorded with the different officers using his title to try to get out of the ticket. Each time he was heard as saying, quote, don't you know who I am? I run this county. To a couple of unimpressed officers who at one point threatened to arrest him if he actually got out of his car. Uh, Mullins was described by the officers as extremely condescending, belligerent, and disrespectful, and even threatened to end their careers. Another bonus move that usually happens when you play the Don't You Know Who I Am card. You also threaten to ruin whatever yeah. career you have. Gaslight him. Right. Mullins has not yet publicly spoken about the particular incidents, but he did send a letter to a judge explaining on both occasions that he was in a rush and he shouldn't be blamed for speeding because he was in a hurry. What, what makes him so special? Uh, I believe it's because he runs the county. Oh. You, uh, if you ask him, he'll tell you. I see. But I believe that there may be something else going on there, only because not a lot of county commissioners driving around in a uh, Ferrari one day and in a Mercedes SUV the next. So there could be uh, a little bit more to the story here than we think. But now it's one of those deals where, you know, sometimes even if you are an elected official and even if you are a powerful person, sometimes you get in trouble for breaking the law and speeding is one of those things. Take the ticket and shut up, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine trying to get out of a ticket. It never, ever... I don't even know what card I could play. But I would feel very weird and dirty playing it. I'll tell you that. Don't you know I'm Nick? Yeah. From the morning that after? You'll never hear those words come out of my mouth. Not once. Uh, even if somebody does recognize me, then I'm like, no, it's not me. Go away. Didn't I announce your... A volleyball game <laughs> yeah. at some point? Wasn't I there at some sort of celebrity basketball tournament? <laughs> uh, but no, that's never happened. Uh, I've never, I've never played that card. I don't feel like I have enough clout to play that card, and also I'd feel very embarrassed to even try to do so. Um, and and that's okay. That's just the way that I roll. If I'm a county commissioner, maybe I'd be too uh, drunk with power to understand. Yeah, usually. What goes on? That's I don't even know market. what a county commissioner does. If we're being perfectly honest. Apparently run he the runs, the, runs the county. <laughs> runs the but place, man. What that means, I still don't know. Don't be frivolously stopping him on the side. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. Going on in the news today. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. I could ask you to name any favorites, Big J, but you and the family like to go out to eat and sit down and enjoy the restaurant lifestyle as a family. Agree or disagree? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Not all the time, but sometimes. And do you have, like, particular favorites that you guys like to go to? Again, you don't have to name any of them. I'm just talking about where you like to go. Maybe you know the people behind the scenes a little bit. It makes the experience a little bit more enjoyable. But you have a couple of places here and there that the family yes, likes to yeah. go. Uh, have you ever or do you on regularity when you go and get to a sit-down restaurant order, like, this special of the day or whatever the chef maybe recommends or yeah, something special. on the menu? Yes, yes, yes. On occasion. Uh, it's my interest. If you believe the good people of social media, somebody, uh, specifically chefs, are telling people that it's probably not a good idea. Uh, this has gone into the spotlight thanks to the FX show The Bear, which kind of showcases some of the behind-the-scenes workings of a, of a restaurant and people in the high society of restaurants, if you will. And uh, according to plenty of chefs, uh, for the majority of restaurants they've worked at, specials are usually pushed because they contain either ingredients, main or otherwise, that need to get the hell out of the restaurant and quick. 
And additionally, chefs usually, especially sous chefs, aren't used to making the particular dish. And they say, now this really does kind of, I guess, lend itself a little bit more to the world of high society dining than it does anything else. Like if you go down to your, you know, local cafe and you know Monday's chicken fried steak day or whatever, you're probably in good hands. And we're there talking about something that you're like, you're sitting down for a fancy restaurant and they're like, today's special is the veal whatever, you know? And they're like, oh, it's probably because the veal's going better. It's probably not good But it is a little bit of a hack and a hint in case you need it. Maybe the specials aren't exactly the best place for you if you're going to be paying a ridiculous amount for a meal. And now you know, at least according to chefs. I don't know anything about it. Huh. Because I've never been on a line. You, of course, uh, famously a line cook, right? No. At, at Burger King. <laughs> Australian call them. golfer Cameron Smith won the British Open on Sunday. It's his first major victory ever. Congratulations to him. American Cameron Young came in second. Rory McIlroy was third. We got the Home Run Derby tonight on television if you want to watch that. All-Star game is tomorrow, so we've got the kind of the real lull in the world of sports currently as it's too early for NFL camps. Uh, the NBA Summer League just wrapped up, so you can't talk about rookies. Now we're just in baseball hell, as Big J likes to put it. But that doesn't mean people still can't get hurt. And Brian Cranston was taking plates at the celebrity softball game over the weekend at Dodger Stadium because, you know, that's where the uh, Major League Baseball All-Star game is this year. So all the stars came out, and the big names did, even Brian Cranston. But uh, he got hurt, man. Uh, while doing some batting practice before the game, Anthony Ramos, who stars in In the Heights, the movie on HBO Max, ended up hitting Cranston in the shoulder on a line drive hit. He actually had to be doubled over for a couple of minutes and then decided to pull himself out of the game. He says, quote, it's definitely going to bruise, and that's not good. The injury did take him out of the actual game. But Cranston ended up feeling well enough to get in there. He did play for the Los Angeles team for a little while as the L.A. team lost to Brooklyn 15-13 to as they see how they're playing on the Dodgers side of things. See, L.A. superstars and Brooklyn superstars. Mm-hmm. But Brooklyn ended up winning. So the good news is he's going to be okay. The bad news is never, never great when you're doing something for charity and helping people out and you end up getting hurt in the process of it. Agree or disagree, Big J? Agreed. Uh, in fact, the only I, the, I, one of the first times we hung out, Big J, you and I were doing a charity softball game, and I saw you hurt yourself sliding into the first, first base. Yeah, <laughs> you're trying to be funny, and you ended up hurting yourself. And you came back, and you're like, "That was one of the dumbest things I've ever done," for no reason. Because he was really—I don't even sure. Do you remember who you were trying to impress? I, I don't know. <laughs> Probably a lady, but it didn't work out. And he ended up really hurting himself. So try to keep that in mind next time you're doing something for charity. Don't exert yourself too much that you injure yourself. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we got a nice morning after prize package here for you. A show happening on a Saturday at the Knitting Factory on August 6th. Uh, That would be Pop Evil coming to town. We'll set you up with tickets to that. And we've got a heck of a battle of bands uh, going on here July 29th at the Rev Center. Uh, Life Upon Liars, We Were Giants, Roses Are Dead, Basement, and Artificial Aliens all fighting it out to be able to open up for X-Fest 22. So uh, that is an important ticket because you get to vote with that thing. So we'll hook you up with those. 
You just need to beat Nick and pop culture smackdown. Here's your phone number, 208-287-1003. Let's see if you got what it takes in order to pull it down. Big J, are you ready with questions? I'm ready, man. Head to the phones we go. Hello, the X. Hello, this is Brandon. All right, Brandon, you're up first, man. Good luck. Hey. In which date does Napoleon Dynamite take place? In which state? Yeah. Oh, that's Idaho, bro. That's right. That's right, man. It is Idaho. You're exactly right. Uh, Nick, yeah. what is the virus, the name of the virus given in the 2002 movie 28 Days Later? Oh, the name of the virus? Yep. Man, I mean, we're going back 20 years now. I saw that movie in theaters, watched it one other time, like six months later, and that's the last time I thought about that movie. Um, that's the one with Killian Murphy, right? Yeah. The very first one, not the second. I'm sure the virus is probably called the same thing, though. Um, I'm going to say Berserker virus. Oh, you're so close. I know I am. I know it's something like that. Close, man. Uh, the rage virus. Rage virus. I knew it was like some sort of, you know, super like angry kind of thing. Yeah, angry. Congratulations there, man. That's all it takes sometimes. You got tickets to go check out Pop Evil, and you're going to go check out our X-Rock Battle of the Bands coming up on the 29th. That's next Friday at the Rev Center. Please hold on tight. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're all good to go. And we will come back with some headlines. Those are happening next on the X-Rocks. Headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda. It is easy to get your auto loan pre-approved with Team Mazda's iPreCheck. Just click the big blue button at GoTeamMazda.com and you'll have everything that you need right there, baby. Headlines are as follows. Product problems, bad planning, or have a treat. Have a treat. Big J, uh, I know you don't have much of a sweet tooth, but I've got a question for you. Mm-hmm. At any given point, is there usually ice cream in your freezer? Uh, yeah, there is. Okay, how come? The kids like the kids buy the ice cream. And what is usually the the ice cream of choice? It's all over the place. I see. So they're not uh, they're not just sticking to one particular product. Yeah. Uh, and that is pretty interesting because it finds out that you know what, even though there aren't a lot of people out there that aren't a big fan of ice cream, still plenty of U.S. households have them. Uh, basically, it's one of those deals, and it's mostly for kids. But about 67% of American households say that at any given point, they're probably going to have some sort of ice cream in their freezer, which is pretty impressive. It usually has something to do with children. That's my case, too. I'm not big of a that big of an ice cream fan, but uh, my kids love it. And I felt fairly proud. I, I changed some lives last weekend when, uh, because usually when, when you ask Jackson hey what kind of ice cream do you want the answer is usually an ice cream sandwich of some kind so he mix it up but I, I had and he usually likes just like usually regular vanilla or chocolate ice cream that's that's what he'll go to Yeah. but I'm like hey have you ever had chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream and he's like no I, I don't think I have and so I have some and it was like I unlocked something in his mind the second he tried it he was like <laughs> oh my god this is amazing. I'm like, yeah, man, there's lots of different flavors and stuff out there. You should, you know, expand your horizons a little bit. And he's like, that was that was amazing. So now I'm sure I have just basically created an ice cream addict. And now forever there will be ice cream in my fridge. Product oh. problems or bad planning? Bad planning. A Florida man named Austin Busick is facing charges of falsely reporting his own kidnapping. He allegedly called 911 and stated that he was pushed into a car against his will. 
Deputies reported that when they found him uh, and they were able to basically break down his story because it kept changing every single time, they're like, okay, well, it's very clear that you didn't actually get kidnapped. Why, why did you do that? And he could never give them an actual answer why he made up a false report and decided to create this whole story around his kidnapping. Maybe a cry for attention, Big J? Probably. Uh, I, I guess technically it worked, although he's going to be the one that's going to go to jail for a while because you can't just make a false report and a false call to 911. These things are considered crimes when you raced resources on something that shouldn't have been worried about in any way, shape, or form. So, reminder, lots of other ways to go about going for attention uh, involving the police in a fake story or even a real one. Not a great way to go for attention in case you're curious. Wrap it up with product problems. I did not know that Bass Pro Shop is very famous for their lifetime warranties. In fact, apparently, uh, they have a lifetime warranty on the socks that they sell. (laughs) But there is a gentleman named Ken Slaughter from Springfield, Illinois, that is super pissed. In fact, he has filed a lawsuit against Bass Pro that uh, because he had to replace his socks after three months. Not lifetime, three months. So not only did the retailer lose that lawsuit, but now it's so bad that they've actually only offer a now 90-day warranty on those same socks. So you can thank Damn. Ken Slaughter for the changes in the Bass Pro Shop lifetime warranty because apparently it was happening a lot. Now, I've never purchased these socks, nor did I... I don't think I've ever taken advantage of any kind of warranty on any kind of clothes that I've purchased before. But apparently they're out there and you could have. Not anymore. Now you've only got 60 days to put some holes in those socks. Otherwise, you're on your own, pal. (laughs) So some changes in the way things work at the Bass Pro Shop. Morning After with Nick and Big J. You're up to date on all the things. Latest from Motionless and White Masterpiece here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. And are you telling me, Big J, I'm going to have to change everything about the way I shop? Yeah, no, not necessarily. But uh, some helpful information here, especially if you're the shopper like Nick here who enjoys himself the self-checkout lane. I do. Yeah. I do it for multiple reasons. Number one, it's because usually the, it's the path of least resistance. Like, yeah. whenever I go shopping, the, the checkouts that have cashiers usually have two or three people in line. I can just breeze right through the self-checkout. And then number two, I don't mind doing it. Uh, A, it's one of the few exercises that I get. B, it's also, like, where I spend a majority of my uh, teenage years is working for a grocery store. So it helps me to do that kind of stuff, and I feel like I can and go pretty fast, do we? Can relive, relive the old days. Well, uh, Carrie Jurgen is a lawyer, and she also is a social media influencer. She has a million followers on uh, TikTok, and she's got some advice uh, for some folks who use this, uh, the uh, the self checkout lane. And that is the fact that security cameras are set up to keep an eye on shoppers, and they scan and pay for their items. Carrie says that sometimes wrongfully uh, accused customers of theft is what happens here. Nick, they say that uh, some accused of shoplifting intend to steal items. Others may have innocently forgotten to scan an item before putting it in their bag and walking out. She says there have even been cases where customers were charged days, even weeks after they were at the store because the asset protection department didn't did inventory, came up short, went back and reviewed surveillance footage to find the last person who checked out that particular item. And if you pay at the self-checkout, Carrie suggests holding on to your proof of purchase for those items. See, I, I, I guess... I suppose that could happen, but B, I mean, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me because if they're missing one of them, 
then why would they check out the person that actually paid for it, right? That doesn't make any sense to me. And then charge you extra. Well, no, no, no. That some people using the self checkout lane to fake like they're they're that I get. I suppose they're doing that. So when they're going through that, they're like, oh, hey, this person didn't. Now the intent is here is the important part. Obviously, you're not intending to commit a crime, but sometimes people are getting charged. Sure. So she's like, hey, just make sure you keep your uh, your receipt on those things. I suppose I could understand if that has been a problem in the past. It has not happened to me and therefore in, in our modern society it does not exist, you understand? So sure. I have yet to be stopped for anything, although again, I, I mean I, I, guess, I guess I could possibly have happened. I can't think of a single thing I haven't paid for having done that, you know? I, I know where yeah, I put yet. stuff under the card exactly. I know uh, that I have to pay for everything because again everything's on a camera in my mind. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to go through there and not do anything or steal anything because I know my image is on camera and they've got me going in and out and what's in my cart and all that kind of stuff. So I guess I don't have the gonads to Jack Walmart or anybody else in that particular way. It's just... I pay for what I guess I have in my cart, which I guess is so what you're rare. saying. Your career of uh, criminal enterprise not starting with shoplifting. No, I'm not going to do that, and I'm certainly not going to do it through the the self uh, scanning aisle. But uh, listen, if that's happened to you, I can understand having an aversion to that. That would sound like a big pain in the butt to be accused of something you didn't do or just plain charged three days after it's happened. But I have yet to hear that happen, nor has it happened to me. And hopefully, I'll keep that streak alive. I hope I wasn't doing anything more devious than that, which is good. That appears to me to be something that you are either you make up your mind you're going to steal or you do something completely and totally on accident. But if everybody pays attention, you're going to be okay. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We will do some bad impressions. Those are happening next in the X-Rocks. I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and we got some tickets for you here. Important tickets, nonetheless. Battle of the Bands happening. Uh, that is going down July 29th at the Rev Center. And um, it's a pretty big deal because we need you to show up. We need you to vote and pick one of these bands to be the opener for X-Fest 22. Brought to you by Larry H. Miller Subaru. So, Life Upon Liars, We Were Giants, Roses Are Dead, Basement, and Artificial Aliens are all there for your uh, listening and viewing pleasure. We just need you to show up and, and win here with uh, Bad Impressions and place your vote. 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to play. Big J's got three clues revolving around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is. Tickets become yours. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning. Hi, what's your name? This is Carly. All right, Carly, you're up first. Good luck. Yeah, Bad Impressions also brought to you by the Idaho Center Pre-Owned Superstore, Treasure Valley Subaru. And here we go. A lot of people forget that one of my first movies was playing Private Caparzo in Saving Private Ryan. Oh, next, please. Xander Cage was supposed to be my James Bond. Is Is there still time for that to happen? I have no idea. So sorry. Next one. You know, it's all about the family for me. The Fast family. Oh, um, Ben Diesel? Yeah. Hey, nice job. You pulled it out of the end. Congratulations. Hang on one second, Carly. I'll hook you up with those tickets. Uh, it is, in fact, Vin Diesel. And why is he in the news? Sounds like a Hail Mary there. Uh, it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, now, Vin Diesel. How do you think the bald Vin Diesel is? Is he in his 50s? I know he's older than we think. I'm going to say 51. He is 55 years old. All right. Yeah, see? 
Happy birthday. What's his real name? It's not Diesel. It's, it's Vincent, uh, like. Vincent Caprelli or yeah. something like that. Yeah, something weird. He changed it to Diesel. Mark Sinclair. <laughs> this is his name. <laughs> I'm Mark Vin yeah. Diesel Sinclair. Fast and Furious starring Mark Sinclair sounds a little bit different. You're absolutely right. No wonder he changed it. Uh, happy birthday, Vin Diesel. Hopefully, it's a very, very good one. Uh, did you watch any of those Xander Cage movies? Yeah, of course. Triple X, the first one was pretty damn good, dude. Did you watch the one where he came back? Yeah, it wasn't as good. And that had, um, I, I think, think that had, well, they, they replaced Samuel Jackson with Ice Cube. And I didn't think it really worked very well. Wasn't Ice so. Cube the guy who replaced him in the second one? Yeah, that's what I said. In the second Triple no, X movie. You said you were no, I I he made he came back again as Xander Cage. No, yes, he did. I did in not the, see that. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. you only saw the one yeah. he was in. They're working on another one. So oh, we'll see how that goes. That's why I'm like, is there still time? I don't think so. Morning after oh, with Nick ouch. and Big J. We will re- wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. Dorothy, rest in peace. Wrap it up the morning after with Nick and Big J. Also had a chance to incorporate somebody into the world of Bearded Badass them, which was pretty awesome. Congratulations to John Krasinski. And we gave away some Pop Evil and some X-Fest Battle of the Bands tickets. That trend will continue tomorrow, along with some streaming dumbass, but it does leave you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, speaking of John Krasinski and uh, The Office uh, Lego is uh, going to be doing the uh, Office Lego set. And they revealed that and uh, uh, it is going to be crazy, man. It's huge. There's tons of stuff in there. It's the whole, like, floor plan of the office, yeah. basically. All, like, the sales pit. Yeah, and Michael's the, office. Is the kitchen involved? Uh, it looks like it is, okay. yes. How much is this thing going to run? $17,000. That's a lot I, of money. I, I don't know for sure what the price is going to be. but uh, Notice I didn't flinch, by the way. <laughs> That's how much Legos are these days. Dude, office fans are going to be falling over themselves to get their hands on it. Probably. Sure. Don't open it. Save it and wait to cash in later down the road. You're welcome. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Snake River Stampede. It's coming up the 19th through the 23rd. It all begins tomorrow at the Fort Idaho Center. 107 years still going strong. It is the wildest and fastest show on earth. Grab your tickets. Get more information. SnakeRiverStampede.com. That's it for us. Jason Drew's up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.